What's good, Faith Walkers? Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. You are in for it today. We are sitting down with Summer Day, global faith influencer, speaker, author, so much more. And as she says, she's just somebody that says yes to the Lord. She's just a gal that says yes to the Lord and gives him that radical obedience, which is all we're about over here as well. So she graciously shares her story. We talk about all things kingdom from obeying God and going all in with him to deliverance ministry to a global Bible revival that you're going to want to sign up for and join us on and her upcoming event called Fear Into Faith Live, which you can also join us at either live in person in Dallas or virtually. So all of those details are going to be in the show notes. Make sure that you check it out. If you need more details, you can plug into our community, Courage Co., www.courageco.org. You can plug in there for free weekly small groups. We've got three different groups that you can plug into. We've got prophetic prayer calls. We've got monthly trainings, a mastermind, and so much more in there. And we also have all of these events. So if you want to come, if you're in Texas and you want to come with us to the event in Dallas, we do have all of the details and the events posted inside our women's life group section inside Courage Go. So all the details, all the links are in there as well, but be sure to check out the show notes. All right, everybody, let's dive in. Welcome, Summer. I'm so excited to be on God's vibe. I mean, for real. Come on. <laughs> Tell the folks who are you. Who are you? Who is Summer? Tell them who you are. <laughs> That's a great question. I'm just a girl who says yes to the Lord every day and you know gets up and tries to do it again and um, has been, you know, tremendously blessed. I could tell you all the things about, you know, being born and raised in Los Angeles, California. And I could tell you I'm a mom of three and, you know, speaker, coach, author, all those things. And we traveled around the world for the last three years in an RV, but I'm really at the end of the day, I'm just a girl who chooses to agree with the word of God, yep, chooses yep. to agree what he says that he has plans for us to prosper. Yep. And I try to say yes, as fast as I can to him. Let's go. <laughs> you call that radical obedience around here. So I love that you said that. But there you go. I'm just a girl practicing radical obedience. Yeah. I'm radical. I'm a radical human. So <laughs> how did you get here though? Because my, my hunch is that's not how this started, right? So tell me a little bit about this God journey that brought you to that radical obedience that actually is very radical, right? People don't just wake up and choose to be obedient, right? But yeah. Now. Yeah. Always your story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so I actually grew up Mormon. I was raised in the Mormon church and, you know, I learned a lot of great values, family values, Christian values, um, there and lived in a wonderful and amazing home. And when I was 13, my whole world came crashing down when my parents said they were getting divorced and my parents are ridiculously good looking. They're like Barbie and Ken with their six kids, like, like literally living the perfect, amazing life. And it rocked me. I mean, it absolutely rocked me, shook me. Um, you know, I tried going back to church. I just, everywhere I went, I felt uncomfortable. I felt like eyes looked at us, eyes judged us. I was very lost. I didn't know who I was anymore. And it was the summer between eighth grade and freshman year. And so freshman eighth grade, I was a 3.8, you know, GPA two times student of the month, like all the things, you know, uh, and then my freshman year, I changed a lot of friends, changed to a different high school, um, made friends with young girls that were doing lines of Cokes, uh, lines, lines of Coke. That's the word. And, um, you know, sleeping around and just all those different things and, uh, really lost like who I was, yeah. um, just went through a lot. And most of my high school time was rough. I ended up getting invited to a Christian, um, what do they call it? It was like a high school youth group on a Wednesday night. Uh And I remember the music Mm. and I remember like my spirit, like jumped up and was like, what's this? Because (laughs) in the church I grew up in, they just sing hymns and they're usually hymns that are two or three octaves too high for anybody. Uh And they're just an organ. And that's it. And everybody kind of whispers, no one wants to sing too loud. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a drummer. Like, like what even is this happening in here? What even is this? And it was amazing. And, um, 
They actually were looking for a female singer and I was uh, in musical theater and the guy that I was with, he's like, come try out. And I got on the worship team. Amazing. And so I was actually ended up being on the high school worship team for a couple of years. And I went to my first winter camp and that's when I like really got saved, had my come to Jesus moment. It was like amazing. It's a long story short, but yeah, I remember crying because some girls were mean to me <laughs> and running into the snow filled wood straight out of a movie without my jacket, without my mittens, freezing cold. And then having the spirit of the Lord come upon me, my whole body got warm. I swear I melted into the snow and I had this just undeniable encounter with God. Like I had never known. It was so beautiful. Yeah. Um, even after that though, I still, um, struggled. I dated the wrong guys. Yeah. Um, did the wrong things, went to college, didn't like the, the, the church I went to or whatever. So I stopped going. Yeah. And then, uh, my, one of my best friends, he actually committed suicide mm. right when I graduated from the junior college to go to the other college. And then I got wrecked. I thought it would be just good to be drunk as much as possible instead of dealing with the pain and the loss. And I didn't handle it really well. And then I just got even further away from God. Like I I always knew he was there and I prayed when I needed something, but I didn't read my Bible. I, I didn't go to church. When I married my husband, he decided he was a declared atheist. He was okay. raised Catholic, but um, his mom and his dad both died. And he's like, look, if there is a God, I'd have to hate him too much for my parents passing away. So it's just easier to be atheist. And then I just learned this term. I forgot what it's called. When you're the Christian you're the Easter Christmas Christian. There's like a, there's like a term. This guy said it on the interview. I forgot, but that's what we became. Yeah. We went to church Easter and Christmas when we got married for my mom. Right. Uh, um, and spent that for many, many years. We didn't go to church until we had children and then something happened and the God got a hold of my husband's heart. And we started going to church for my daughter. He was like, I think we probably should raise her in church. You know, church does give good values. Uh, and then the best thing that happened to us, there was a lady named Danny Johnson and she ran business events. I don't know if you ever heard of her, but she would teach you how the business stuff she just taught you came out of the greatest success book ever written the Bible. Uh And it was from being in her community, being around all these amazing on fire for Jesus Christians that my faith radically changed. My husband came to know Jesus. He got baptized and we just changed all the kind of friends and everything that we were hanging out with. And then Danny Johnson inspired me to do two things. One, to read the Bible cover to cover myself yeah. and two, to go to Israel. Yeah. I went to Israel. That was 2018. So almost what, six years ago, like five years ago, five uh, years ago. I can, I can do the math. Yeah, we can math. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when I went to Israel, I came back radically transformed and, and on fire like I'd never have been. And I've been walking really strong with Jesus ever since I went to Israel. Um, I finished reading the Bible, like all the Israel was a real big staple in my life. Um, you know, I got, I baptized myself in the Jordan river. I did a mikvah. That's when you immerse seven times. Like the, the guy was told to go to the Jordan river and immerse yourself. And then the leprosy disappeared. Right. I had that experience where I, I I was like, Lord, I'm giving you everything. I'm giving you my marriage dunk. I'm giving you my children dunk. I'm like just dunking myself, giving him everything. And he has just taken care of me so well, um, since then. And then our next radical step (laughs) for the Lord was in May of 2019. And I have to tell you it's May of 2019 because you need to know the COVID, the COVID journey, right? So in May of 2019 at church, the Lord said, you know, this, this dream you have of like homeschooling your kids and taking them in an RV for like three to six months to give them that, that U S history education. Um, that's, that's not a thing. Actually, that's not what I'm doing with you. I'm going to send you into full-time ministry Uh And your husband and your kids, your whole family will lead people to the Lord. But here's the deal. It's not three months. I want you to sell everything, pick up your mat and walk. You're going to have no roots, no time frame, no destination, no nothing. And you're leaving August 1st, 2020. And don't bring lot with you. (laughs) And don't bring lot with you was the after thing. Yes. Also said the RV would be provided like all these crazy. So from May of 2019, 
all the way until COVID now hits, right? We're telling anyone who will listen, we announced it on Facebook. So it had to be real, right? That we were going to do this ministry thing. And half my family thought I was crazy, right? They're like, well, what does that mean? I'm like, I don't know. We might travel and speak at churches. Like, I have no idea if the Lord tells you what I'm supposed to do. Would you let me know? Cause he's not telling me Right. When COVID hit. My husband lost his job that we were going to travel on his income. Nope. That's gone. Everyone's like, are you guys still going? I'm like, the Lord said August 1st. So August 1st, here we come. Wow. And then, um, you know, the story of how, like I finished reading the Bible, right? Uh-huh. Well, I finished reading it April of 2020. I was in revelation when COVID hit. <laughs> You're like this is dark. an interesting time in my life and are we leaving tomorrow lord what <laughs> when i finished god was like you know you did a really good job finishing i'm proud of you and your goal was to do it in a year so i want you to go ahead and do it again right now and do it in a year and i literally was like no way jose yeah like i told here. the lord yeah. that's too much and i really i'm not sure if i was planning on doing that again ever ever again <laughs> And he was relentless. He was relentless. April, May, June. Finally, I was like, okay, Lord, I will negotiate with you. Have you ever done that? Have you negotiated with God, right? Like, have I ever? Yes. Take a deal, Lord. Dun, 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 you know? Here's the thing, God, right? (laughs) So I say, I'm going to do a Facebook live. I'll find five friends to do this with me. And then, and then I'll be successful because they'll hold me accountable and it'll be great. And the Lord's like, yeah, let me know how that works out for you. So I did my Facebook live and we had 20 women that said yes, like right away, which is so incredible. And then they started sharing it with their friends and we had 200 women on the first day. Like, yeah, I want to do this. So I was like, well, jump in this Facebook group. I guess that's how I'll coordinate it. I was not sure. Yeah. And then it went to a thousand, 2000 and two and a half weeks later, we had 6,700 women in a Facebook group to read the Bible, cover to cover in a year. And get this, it was July 13th, 2020. Come on. So when I tell you, like, I'm just a girl who says yes to the Lord. It's, I did that in May and I walked in blind obedience for 14 months, having no idea what was my assignment going to be. Yep. Then July 13th, I remember turning to my husband going, well, I guess we know what the Lord wants us to do for ministry work. My friend was like, Summer, you have a congregation bigger than my husband, who's a pastor. Like, this is huge what the Lord is doing because I didn't get it. Yeah. And then I remember um, just crying on my bathroom floor, just overwhelmed with that like spirit of unworthiness, you know, crying and telling the Lord he was wrong. You, You pick the wrong person. You're wrong. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a pastor's wife. Like, Lord, who am I? I have never been in a Bible study, Juliana. Like, I mean, Juliana, how could, how could I possibly lead thousands of people? I don't, what are you doing, Lord? Yes. And, you know, he's a good father. So he was gentle and he's like, look, I don't expect you to interpret scripture. I know who you are. I know who you're not. You're just a gatherer of people and a really good encourager. So the only thing I want from you, Summer Day, the only thing I want is get as many people to finish as possible. And so from that day in 2020, I thought I had a one-year assignment to lead 6,700 women (laughs) to read the Bible. And the Lord's like, nope, we're not done with you yet. Um, And we're about to launch uh, year four here in just a little bit. So we can talk about that, but that's a, that's a broad picture of my faith journey along the way, letting go of the Lord's hands many times. suicidal depression, all kinds of stuff, many, many, many times. So I want people listening. Sometimes they look at your story of where you are. They look at like, Oh, you live in an RV, how glamorous and how wonderful. And you have all these followers. And it's like, Oh man, you don't even know the price that I paid to get there. You don't know the years I spent in anxiety and depression. You don't know about the severe PTSD I had. You don't know that I had a season where I was having 20 seizures a day. Um, and diagnosed with epilepsy. You don't know about like all of those other things, all of those other seasons in my God journey yes. to be where I am today. It's a, it's, it's a growth and a journey for all of us. So I love that. You're like, tell me your God journey. Like, totally. I'm like, tell me this journey of like, <laughs> and I'm curious too about like the, cause I think it's fascinating 
how this happens. And I don't think people understand that too, but how, you know, it's, it's God, right. Cause like, what were the intricacies of how he talked to your husband or how he got your kids on board or like, you oh, yeah. all of those had to be divine moments too, where you're like, Oh man. Right. So tell yes. me a little bit about how those came together, because I think sometimes too, people will think maybe they heard from God, but they, they didn't, you don't want to uproot your whole family if you didn't yeah. really hear from God. So yeah. Yeah. clarity to that too, in context, because these are big places that people could literally be in right now. Yes. I'm, I'm going to tell you what happened on my story. And then I, I want to share a word exactly about that thing. So okay. for me, for the RV thing, yeah. it, it was, this is what I want you to do. And he gave me the vision. And then I walked in the kitchen and it was like, by the way, the RV will be provided. And I'm like, who said that? Like, what? Yeah. It took me three days to tell my husband. Okay. And he was like, well, what do you mean the RVs provided? And what do you mean this? And I'm like, I don't know. This is just what the Lord said. And that was on a Friday. Okay. On Sunday, we had this lady named Kathy Greer come to our church as a guest speaker. I had never met her. I didn't know who she was. When she was done, the Lord said, go talk to her. She has a word for you. I'm like, okay. Told my husband, I'm going to go talk to her. He was like, why are you still here? Go. <laughs> I walked up to her and I said, you have a word for me. And she said, well, I don't know what it is. So let's chat yeah. and talk to her. And then I told her this RV thing and she goes, oh my goodness. She turns to her husband. She goes, the Lord told me this morning, there's a family here that's going to be going into RV full time. We're supposed to pray for you go get your husband. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so we, uh, I go get my husband and she prays for us and she like word for word confirmed the word exactly things that he had told me word for word confirmed about the RV being gifted or provided word for word confirmed like this vision he had given me. So that one wasn't easy for both of us to know it was the Lord because okay. we had not told anybody at church. Like there's no way for this woman to know that. And I'm yeah. so glad that I had not let fear stop me. See, if I had waited two more days to tell my husband, he wouldn't have known it was from the Lord. Yeah. He knew it was from the Lord because I already told him. So yeah. I feel like somebody needs to be set free. Like sometimes you got to crush fear and you've got to just open your mouth and tell people. And that's what God's waiting on is yeah. he's waiting on your boldness. He's waiting on you to step out of the fear and tell your husband anyway, or he's waiting on you to be bold and like declare to all of Facebook, like, Hey, I'm doing this thing. Like, so I got that confirmation. And once I got that confirmation from her, I was like all in, all in, even when COVID hit, even when all the crazy things hit, I was all in. Yeah. And the word that I have about that, right. Is the Bible says faith without works is dead. And so many times people kind of sit back on their calling or on their destiny because they're waiting on the Lord. They're waiting to hear, they're waiting to confirm, they're waiting all these things. And what if the Lord's waiting on you? See, what I do every day is I wake up, I talk to the Lord, I say, what's my assignment today? And then I boldly leap through open doors, trusting that he's going to slam that sucker in my face. Like it's going to be, it's going to hurt. Like it's going to smash me and I'm going to fall back because I'm going to jump through it so fast and so yeah. hard. So yeah. I just, I get up and I go. And the reason I get up and go so fast now is because I'm sure we're all in agreement that ever since COVID, the world is fast. Things are happening and it is so fast. And there's this amazing prophet. Her name is Dr. Clarice fluid. Okay. And, uh, she's my spiritual mom. And when I was going to go to Kenya last year, that's another part of my faith journey. I left that part out. You want to have like radical fire for the Lord, go to ministry work in Africa. Yeah. I ended up laying hands on thousands of people, miracles, yeah. signs, wonders, deliverance, yeah. set free. Like it, it, it was a rodeo show. It was like crazy Holy spirit for almost three weeks. Um, when I was going to go, you know, I'm asking my wise spiritual counsel, do you think I should go? And she's like, yes, go be ridiculous for the Lord. Like go heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils, do all the things. And this is the word she gave me. And I'm telling you, there's somebody listening right now that this is a defining moment for you, that this is a word straight from the yeah. Lord for you. And yeah. it's this, she said in the world that we're living in right now, and with the calling upon your life, this is what the Lord's asking for you. He is saying to trust him at the level and, and it's a go unless it's a no, yes. no longer. I'm going to pray. And I need three confirmations. I need a, this miracle, this sign, this yes. wonder, no, yes. trust him, get up, go and go until it's a no. And he'll make sure if you trust him at that level, he'll make the no's a no. I mean, you and I just talked before this call yeah. about a no that happened for me that I was like, no way. And in the past, I would have been so upset and frustrated because it would have caused a lot of chaos in my business, but I'm surrendered now. I'm like, okay, Lord, this is a no, 
for yeah. a reason. This is yeah. not a go. So I'm just going to say it again. If you're listening, what would your life look like if you trusted the Lord at the level that you would just go until it's a no, go unless it's a no, yeah. go, go be ridiculous for the Lord. Yeah. It's, I love doing it. I say, well, one, I say, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I usually say that. And then I also say, right, like it's a solid green light until it's a hard red. There right? you go. You've got like, you don't need to like live in yellow. Like it's a hard yeah. green until it's a red. And like, oh, it's so you know, good. Right? See, it when I like drive, yeah. when yeah. I drive, I don't think yellow lights exist. Right. I don't, <laughs> I actually don't believe in yellow lights. Like it's either you're going or you're stopping. Right. Like, Otherwise you're dead. Right. (laughs) So I, I love that. That's how we got to live our life. We got to live our life of like, it's a green light guys. It's a world and God wants to use you. See, here's the thing. God's looking for a willing vessel. He's looking for a glove that he can use and, and, and use mightily. But if you're so cautious with that yellow light, he doesn't have time right now. He doesn't have time. And he's just, where's my greens? Where's my, there's a green light. Let's go over there. And you will miss your blessing and you'll miss your calling because he only calls for so long before he's going to go, you know what? I'm going to go ask so-and-so because they're going to do it. That Juliana and Summer, they're going to go get things yeah, they, done they for the kingdom. run. <laughs> <laughs> like, give me that baton. I'm ready. <laughs> this is a relay. <laughs> so good. I was going to use that green light thing. That's, that's powerful. It's it. Well, and I'll give you this visual too, because I think surrender sounds really weird when you've been used to like controlling your reality and trying to like be the one with all the answers. And then you're like, Oh, there's God. Like he has all the answers. <laughs> that shift is kind of hard when you're not used to that and you haven't been raised wow. that way. So when I think about surrender, like I think about how we white knuckle life where we're like, and we like hang on to everything like this. And God's kind of like trying to like peel back our fingers <laughs> to this, Amen. hold it, yeah. loosely, right? Yeah. Like hold it all loosely. And when you do that, it's like, it's always this or something better. It's like, I can see this, but God always like levels that up to extremely yeah. abundantly above and beyond what you can think or imagine. So I'm like, yes. this is what I can think, but like, there's room for you. There's room for you to blow my mind. It's kind of what it's like. Right. But when we're gripping it, it's like, it's only this option. And if it's not, I'm going to die. It's kind of what we're like on the inside. Right. Like yeah, <laughs> the totally. whole world is going to fall apart and it's going to be the end of the world. It's kind of where we go. But God's like, no, no, no. Like when you do things with me, it's a sure thing. Mm, when you do things with me, it's a sure thing. It's That's sure so good. Thing. Preach hallelujah. It's a sure thing, but you've got to hold it loosely because I want to blow your mind, mm. right? He yeah. delights in prospering you. He delights in seeing you delighted, right? So it's like, good. give him room to work. So that's, <laughs> give that's him the, room to work. Right. Like, but that's the partnership, right? So there's the scripture that says, prepare oh. the way for the Lord, right? Mm. So I'm like, prepare, create movement for him to show up in your life. Right. Amen. Moving for that to happen. It's like, okay, if God is throwing you a pass, let's like, let's do like a metaphorical game of football. If he's throwing you a pass, like, are you in the field? Are you even out there to catch that thing? Like, are you out there so he can just pass you a word, a promise, and you just run with that thing. Right. That's sort of like he gives you this, like he chews up the ball and he's like, go that way with it and just run with endurance after that thing. And you're like, okay. Right. But we're so kind of like, was it you? Are you sure? Like we get hit with the football and <laughs> running, right? Like that's kind of what happens. So I think what I love about what you're saying is that it's just so simple. I heard God, I take him at his word and I run with that thing. And then I just trust in this radical way that he's going to show up and he's going to definitely let me know if I'm not tracking, he's mm-hmm. going to make it obvious. Mm-hmm. He's going to be like, yo, summer turn yep. here turn left, like in two miles to go this way. Like he'll tell you. Yeah. And the neat thing is honestly, the more you just get up and say yes to God, the more he shows up and makes it easier to say yes. It it becomes a win-win. It becomes a win-win. I mean, the last five years has been so radical. I could tell you story after story after story of the Lord asking me to do the craziest, weirdest things where I'm like, no, and I'm totally wanting to be disobedient. And then he just shows up. Right. So just, if you're listening and that kind of freaks you out a little, I just want to say like, take at least that baby step because it becomes easier when you walk in obedience, he's going to delight in you. He's going to show up and it's going to be easier the next time. And then the next time. And then the next time you'll, it's like a train. It'll start to chug and then it'll really start to move. Yeah. 
And I'm curious too, like the things that you're doing now, so boldly and courageously, were they once the things that freaked you out? Like, for example, oh, yeah. I want to be a speaker. Like, is that like ever something <laughs> you wanted to do? Oh, like, no, 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 no. Since I was like three, I've been on stage since I was three. I always wanted okay. to be a speaker. The speaker thing, okay. never, never did that freak me out. Um, okay. All this ministry stuff. Yeah. Like, okay. I was like the least likely person to lead a giant ministry movement. I still think that I still almost every day for like the last month, because, you know, we haven't talked about it yet, but we're launching a TV show when all of these crazy pants things that the Lord is doing. Yes. I every day am battling that spirit of unworthiness. I every day I'm either praying it out, like literally saying in Jesus name, I cast out a spirit of unworthiness in yeah. Jesus name. I cast out all fear of doubt and worry. Yeah. I, I cast out any spirit. That's not the Holy spirit Every morning, <laughs> or I'm journaling it out. Like, I feel like we just got to do that for people listening. So in Jesus name yeah. right now, we just cast out any fear, doubt, and worry. We yeah. cast out any spirit. That's not the Holy spirit in Jesus name. We cast out a spirit of unworthiness. Yes that over myself more now than I ever have before. You yeah. do not reach a plateau with the Lord in your faith. And then you're like, I'm good. I never have to worry again. Right. I've arrived. Like, the greater the assignment, the more the enemy is not going to be happy about it. So right. it's on the daily surrendering to the Lord, journaling, reading his word, highlighting the scripture. That's for me yeah. that day. Yeah. And being covered in prayer. I have yeah. a lot of amazing, uh, uh, people in my life that I call, that I talk to, that are praying for me continuously. So that God journey is ever going. The difference is, you know, I used to fall down the mountain and then I'd like just roll in the mud. all sorry for myself for like a week or two or yeah. a year. Right yeah. now it's like, Oh, I rolled down the hill. I'm going to just get up faster. I get cranky at the enemy. It's like, you knock me down the hill. That's yeah. fine. I'm going to take three steps at once. Right. I just, I get back up quicker. That's probably the biggest difference, but still have those days. <laughs> yes. Well, I think that that's so helpful for people to hear. Cause again, I think that's that paradox of what people see versus what they actually know. <laughs> right. And a lot of people don't see what you have to battle on the outside and on the inside. Like you're not just battling circumstances that happen. You're battling mostly on the inside. That's where he's really waging his war against us. But what I love and what I believe that we have in common too, is like, there's like a no fear tolerance. Like we don't like let it run around. It's like, it is written <laughs> behind me, Satan. Like you literally like take that intentionally and you say that and you call whatever that spirit is. So if it's anxiety that's coming up, if it's unworthiness, right. You're like, get behind me, Satan. Like I rebuke you and I lose, yeah. I lose worthiness. I lose confidence in my life in Jesus name. And you do it immediately. It's like, Oh my God, he's beating me up. Like you don't do that anymore. You're like, Oh no, you messed with the wrong human today. Yeah. Right. Like, I think your, your worst thing enemy was thinking that I would never find out who I am or what God wants to do mm. in my life. Mm. Watch mm. me. Right. And yeah. if you're coming at me harder, now I'm going to go even harder at you. So, <laughs> right. And, and I recognize when I can't do that on my own, yes. I recognize when I have a day and the darkness is so heavy and I don't, yeah. I used, I mean, I used to be in depression. I would isolate for weeks at a time, even as I'm up, like I wouldn't even come out of my room and I've got little toddlers. But now I know when I can't do it on, on the, on my own and I'll get on a call or I'll text somebody. I've texted my lifelong best friend. Like I can't even get out of bed. Like I will not let the enemy have a foothold. I will call. I will text. I will ask for prayer. I'll call my friend and go, will you just do deliverance over me right now? Cause my, 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 my flesh is just overwhelming me. So I don't stay there. I pray out loud. I read the word and on those off days, which aren't, aren't very much anymore. I enroll back up. I call out my shield maidens. I'm like, come on, come battle with me today. Today I need you in the war. And I am blessed to have some really incredible women that are a phone call away. And I just say the yes. word I've called one and I couldn't even talk. I was in such the throes of the enemy. Couldn't speak. She just knew right away. She just prayed peace over me. And within 60 seconds, I'm like, let's go, Jesus. Let's break it off. <laughs> so tell me about that too. Cause it's so important. Like I, I really preach and teach this, that you always want to be building community because when you need them, you need them and you're not going to have the energy to reach out and you need those people there when you're really going through it. So can you speak to how you got interested into and how you got into the depths of deliverance ministry and what that is for people that don't know and how you've put this army around you? Because you probably learned that you can't have everybody around you too. That is true. There is wisdom in 
being mindful of who's in your space, who's in your sphere of influence. That's really important. I'm blessed because I probably have at least 25 solid women in my sphere of influence. And a large portion of them have been in my life for years. I have um, a bunch of spiritual daughters, but many of them, you know, I used to run a youth theater company for kids and they were with me when they were kids, when they were eight, nine, 10, 12, they were kids. And they're now in their twenties and they're still with me. Some of them are um, running the, my worship team. They're the girl who does my hair. There's the girl who was one of our MCs. So God has been faithful. My lifelong best friend, we've spent four decades together, four decades. She's been my writer guy. Um, so I'm blessed in that sense that I have some beautiful women that have been around for a really long time. Um, and it's so important. It's so important. And you know what I've learned is a lot of women don't know how to make friends. That's true. They don't know how to be a friend. It's true. And here's what I want to say in regards to that. Um, there's too much judgment in the world. No one is perfect. If you and I hang out enough, one of us is going to do something dumb and we're going to say something dumb, but people don't have grace for each other anymore. And I think the reason I have a lot of rich relationships, the Lord show me is because I just have a lot of grace. I forgive and forgive and forgive and believe the best for people because I'm, I've, I've been a horrible human. I mean, I've done some horrible, horrible, horrible things to people on purpose and on accident. And it's by grace that I'm saved. And I would say, man, if you don't have a lot of female friends, you got to look and see if you don't got a community, where have you not been giving forgiveness and grace? There are probably really amazing women that you wrote off because you didn't agree with their political stance or you know, you didn't agree with this belief that they have. Like I have women who vaccinate and don't vaccinate, who, who believe in abortion and don't believe in abortion, who are Christian, who are not Christian, who are pagan, who are, I just spread the love of Jesus and the grace and forgiveness. When you walk in that, you will have a really great community of people that want to support you and people that want communities. The other thing is, um, that you got to give love. If you want it, you've got to be the friend you want to have. Do you want to have a friend that's going to forgive you when you have a bad day? Do you want to have a friend that's going to choose to believe the best in you when maybe you're acting the worst in you? And you have to be that for other people. I have never, never turned my back on like anybody. There's never been anybody. Even the girl, she stayed at my house, stole money, did all these things in high school. She contacted me years later and now we're friends. And I've never had anybody contact me and say, you know, hey, would you forgive me? I don't turn my back on anybody anybody. Now there's certain people I don't let in my inner circle anymore. You've lost that privilege, but there's too many people just turn their back on other people, even family over politics. You got to stop that. Nobody's your clone. Nobody's your clone. And you wouldn't want them to be, you wouldn't want them to be either. What you look for, you'll find. If you look for the bad in someone, you're going to find it. If you look for the good, you're going to find it. So I just like try to look for the good in everybody. (laughs) Well, I think the big thing that you do too, is you show honor, right? Like, I mean, this is true of an anointing in your life too. It's like the anointing that you actually honor is the anointing that you receive, but it's similar with friendship. It's like what you give and sow into or contribute in a friendship is also what you receive. And I equate it to like a water hose, right? So if (laughs) for, for love to flow through you, you're going to get wet, Mm -hmm. right? So in the giving, you receive it at the same time. Mm -hmm. right? So you've got to actually give what it is that you want to receive. And as you keep doing that, you cultivate these really rich relationships that are built on solid connection, right? Have the right ingredients for that to happen. So it's so important to do that because as you're going higher, like what you're doing, right. And scaling these different mountains and levels, it's like, not everybody can do that. Not everyone is built for that kind of climb and that can be hard, but if you understand it more from capacity, then it's different. You're like, this person just doesn't have the ingredients for that. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that like, I become horrible to them or like write them off. Right. Mm -hmm. They just don't climb the same way and that's okay. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, coach a lot of women and and I feel like 80, 90% of them say they don't have a lot of close female friends. They don't have a lot of close relationships. Yeah. And, um, they just live real guarded. I've been betrayed so many times, like the list of betrayal is long before, um, right before God told me, um, well, actually when God was like, sell all your stuff, I mean, I was betrayed. My company that I built from the ground up for 12 years was stolen from me in 22 minutes on a board meeting. I was, they call it, I was Steve jobs, you know, Steve Jobs. Yeah. his, his board stole his company. 
Well, my board literally stole my company, my life's work, everything I ever thought that I was going to be in the world from the age of uh, 15 years old, freshman in high school. I knew what I wanted to be in my life. I knew what I wanted to do. And I worked my tail off to get there, start my own company um, and do all the things and uh, was betrayed. Then I so many times I was betrayed early in my ministry from people. And I have had many times where I didn't even want to do my events. I didn't even want to do, I wouldn't want to coach anymore and was ready to give up, but I can either look at the betrayal over here or I can turn to the left and I can look at the woman over here who needs me right now. And I decide where's my focus going to be. Am I going to wallow in this and then not trust women? Because I literally have every reason not to trust you at all, Juliana, at all based on that. But the Lord, oh, he gave me such a spanking. He said, you are holding another man's sins against somebody else. And the word is very clear. You are not to hold the sins of another against somebody else. And if I chose not to let, let, uh, be in relationship with you, if I chose not to to, to withhold my heart um, from you, I am holding the sins of those other women against you. And that's not fair. You didn't do those things. You didn't hurt me. So the Lord has taught me how to come out everyone with a clean slate, everyone with a clean slate and everyone with grace. So I I can find things I love just about on anybody on the planet, but I could also, if I look hard enough, decide something I don't like, but why? What a waste of time. I'd rather Every, live. Everybody knows what their, right? Like everybody knows what their dirt is. Nobody knows what their gold is. And it's like, which one do you want to highlight? Like, do more people need to be told about how dirty they are? Or do they need to be reminded of what they're capable of being oh. and becoming? Yeah. Right. Like, come on. Yeah. So tell me too about deliverance, because I think that this oh, is deliverance. that yes. people feel maybe <laughs> way about or have preconceived notions about, or you know what I mean? <laughs> about it and how you yeah. got into that. Sure. Uh, I ran screaming from it for like 12 years. I okay? believe you. First time <laughs> I saw deliverance happen. Um, yeah. It was at one of those Danny Johnson events. And um, I thought I was being pranked. We had friends invite us. I looked around for the cameras. I'm like, this is an episode of punk, huh? Like, this isn't real. I, I did not know anything like that existed. And I'm like watching people manifest, go through all this. And I'm like, this is not real. There's no way this is real. This is crazy. This is wrong. Yeah. I'm freaking out. And my spirit it, it is like, Hmm, interesting, but my flesh is freaking out. And then the Lord's like, you might not want to freak out. Cause you're going to do this. And I'm like, Oh, heck to the no, I am not. This not is insanity. Yeah. <laughs> but I very shortly realized that all was real. I didn't even know you could get slain in the spirit. I didn't know what slain in the spirit was till I was slain in the spirit. Right. They were like laying hands on people. And then you, you got to go through a prayer tunnel. There was like a thousand people. And I'm like, I'll be first in line. Right. Yeah. And I went through it. And all I remember is like these pastors laid hands on me. And I'm like, man, I'm tired. What time is it? Did I eat dinner? Why do I feel so like, like I'm going to pass out? This is so weird. Then my husband and another man are carrying me away. And I'm like, what happened? What's going on? And he's like, you knocked the lady into the stage. You passed out on her. I'm like, what? Why did I pass? What? I was like so confused. Oh so God. I sat in the front row and I watched a thousand people go through and I watched people laugh, cry, get slain in the spirit. And I watched this beautiful, sophisticated woman fall on the ground. And then they put her in a chair next to me. And yeah. she was so overwhelmed with the spirit of the Lord. She was shaking for 20 minutes. And they said, you better hold her. She'll fall out of the chair. And I held her the whole time being like, this is an out-of-body experience. What is this? But I knew she wasn't faking it, right? Like I grew up in theater and I taught acting. This was, yes. this woman would be so embarrassed to have a stranger have to hold her up in a chair. Like but she's so composed oh and together. You're right. That would be a no worst way. nightmare. Because sometimes people are like, well, people just imitate what they see. False. I had never seen anyone slain in the spirit until it happened to me. I didn't know that it existed. I didn't know it was real. So I ended up, you know, many different events and things I saw deliverance always ran from it. I had people who were like, would you pray for me? I'm like, I'm not, I'm not praying no demons off you. I'm not doing any of that. That ain't going to happen. And it wasn't until I had my first event and on my first event, we were going to do a prayer tunnel. And I would tell people, you know, we're having 200 women at our first event. The Lord would whisper, how many demons do you think will be there? Like, uh, more than 200, huh? Cause some of them will have more than one Right. for months. He prepared me that day. My friend's like, are you going to have trash cans tonight at the prayer stuff? I said, heck no, no, we're going to have anointing oil. We're going to bless people. Well, you know, my first mistake was at the front of the prayer tunnel. I put an apostle who's been to Africa 20 times. I went to Africa with her. She has laid hands on countless people. She has seen miracles, healings. I mean, all the things, strong anointing. She goes to put oil on the very first woman there who starts manifesting (laughs) and 
ends up with a trash can. And I'm like, no, that's not what we're doing here. Like I'm still running from it right in front of my face. And I'll never forget the first time that I prayed for somebody who manifested. It was a client. And I just thought, you know, I'm going to bless these people with what I have. So I'm praying like, Lord, bless her with boldness and with courage. And I felt like the Lord said she has unworthiness. Mm. And so I said, I pray against the spirit of unworthiness. And, you know, I know you can't see on a podcast, but her tongue came out of her mouth. Like it grew three feet. It was like, uh, and she just uh, put her face down and her tongue came out and I'm like, what? And she did it again. And I'm like, oh, this is real. But you know, what's crazy is like, God prepares you. And my spirit said, go. My spirit yeah. was like, there was no room for fear. Fear yeah. was gone. And my spirit oh, was like, you cast that sucker off that person. So I did, yeah. I just commanded it in Jesus name to go away. And it did. And after that, I cannot tell you how many women I prayed for. It was just, there were so many manifestations and all the stuff. And then I still ran from it. I still at the next event was like, okay, so we're just going to do blessings. We're just going to pray for people. There's not going to be, I still kept running from it. I've been coaching one-on-one with a prophet for, for two and a half years, who's 83 years old. And I've known since then that the Lord was calling me to more things and still ran from it. Yeah. When I said yes to going to Africa is because I knew the Lord was like, I got to take you to Africa. I don't have time for you to get more experience. I need you to go somewhere where you're going to lay hands on thousands of people. And you're going to see things that would have freaked you out. So we can just rip the bandaid off and, and get over it. That's it. And that's what happened. And so, I mean, I can't even tell you how many people we ended up doing deliverance on in Africa. It was just happening left and right. And it happens fast there. And for those of you guys who don't know, let me just rip the bandaid off. Deliverance is real. And yeah. that's crazy as most people are like, I believe in angels and I've been visited by an angel or I felt the presence of an angel. And most people actually have been visited by demons and they know it. When you actually have a conversation, most people, when they think about it, they're like, I didn't see a demon and I, I don't physically see them, but I remember this one time I had this experience in a movie theater. They start to think about it and they know it's true. Yeah. They've felt darkness. When I finally started talking about demons to people, I was shocked at how many people actually had a story. <laughs> I was shocked at how many people were like, well, the first lady I talked to, she's like, oh, my husband actually visibly had a demon leave off of him and then jumped out the window. I'm like, I didn't know that was a thing. Right. <laughs> so it's just become more prevalent. And I'm glad because the world knows that there's a spiritual battle of good and evil and it's happening all of the time. And the cool thing is if you actually read the Bible, yeah. it's full of deliverance. Jesus's ministry was deliver, set free, deliver, set free was del- he did so much deliverance. The church was founded in the early years by the miracle signs and wonders of deliverance. And I don't know why it's not taught anymore. I don't know why it's not talked about anymore. When you read the Bible and I've done it four times now, there's no scripture that said Jesus was, you know, crucified on the cross. And then all the demons left. No, there's not a scripture that said they've left. He said, you would do greater things than me and his people. He left here to continue on his work. All did deliverance. All of them, Paul, like they all did. So I'm not sure. When it stopped being taught, but I can tell you, we live in such a time as this, and it's time for people not to be afraid. All you have to do is say the name of Jesus, and that sucker has to leave. You say in Jesus' name, you have no authority over here, and you get to leave. I mean, at this point, I could tell you a thousand plus stories. There's no way that I can deny what I've seen, what I've, I've been delivered myself. I had a fabulous experience where I flung myself back on a bed and started cackling like a witch to a pastor at my house that I asked to pray over my husband. (laughs) My husband was riddled with pornography addiction. Um, that's part of our story. And I had a pastor come over to pray for him and to pray over our home. And then suddenly I'm the one cackling like a witch and I'm inside my body screaming, you do not know this man this well. Why are you laughing at him? Stop laughing at him. It took me a while to go, what's happening with me? And then they were like, we're going to pray a spirit of mockery off you. And I'm like, is that a thing? (laughs) I didn't know it was a thing, but I know that I was not cackling like a witch on purpose, you know? So, um, yeah. And now we're, we're teaching and training deliverance because, um, that's what the Lord's told me to do where we have a, our Bible challenge launching, which we can talk about. And we're yeah, doing, a, you've got like, you've to segue into that now. So you've got to like understand like what you're doing now in your life, right? Cause you're doing <laughs> all of these things that God sort of like seeded into your life over time. But I love too, in your story, like he kind of 
does that? Like when your company that you built all these years was just stripped for you in 20 minutes, it was like, we just need to make this quick. Cause I need you over here. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was just like, you don't have time to like mourn or grieve that you're just like, okay, mm-hmm. next, you know, like, and he's, he's doing that with you in so many things. Well, don't get me wrong. I actually had two seizures that night and I went into severe depression for almost like five months. It, it was a really hard time in my life. Yeah. Um, looking back at it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I have to tell you there that I've, never talked this much about deliverance on an interview or podcast. So this is a whole new level for me where the Lord's like, don't you dare hold back. I'm like, all right, I'm not holding back. So So yes, I'd love to talk about what we're up to today. Um, God told me in January to tell anyone who would listen that a hundred thousand people would come for year four of this Bible challenge. And from January to now, um, it's getting turned into a TV show. We're like, Oh my Lanta, what's going on? This is incredible. Yeah. Uh, producer in Dallas heard about the fact that, so we have readers that read every day. When we started this thing with 6,700 women, um, one girl's like, I feel like we should read it out loud every day. So we did, we got six readers. There was a Monday reader, a Tuesday reader, and they would read it every day, nine o'clock in the morning, Eastern every day. And this lady found out we've been doing that on Facebook and YouTube. She started crying. Mm -hmm. She was like, so moved. She's like, summer, it has to be a TV show. And from that day to now, the Lord showed me we wouldn't have just like six readers. We're going to have a hundred different readers. Um, We're going to have major Christian influencers. Everyone says, who do you want for day one? I want Dallas Jenkins, creator of the chosen for day one. And we want Jim Caviezel and Mel Gibson and, you know, every big name Christian celebrity. We've, we have a bunch of influencers. We, we, um, we have these people have 2 million followers on TikTok, and, um, we're going after all of them. You know, I had a rabbi say, don't discount anyone on the planet for this project. Like don't discount dude. Perfect. That has like, you know, 60 million followers, all of that. Yeah. because there's no one above the Lord. And if they've really got a heart to serve, they're going to want to be a part of this project. So the project breaks down to, um, it's 312 episodes. Cause we go Monday through Saturday and we're having a hundred plus different readers come into the studio to record. And we're recording it on green screen because we're creating, as far as we know, the first of its kind visual version of the Bible. There's a lot of really great apps, audio of the Bible, but not one that you can visually watch. That's exciting. And so with the green screen, yeah. uh, you know, I already asked Juliana, if you'd come and be a, yes. be a right. Um, <laughs> like if you read about Moses running into the desert, we're going to show that on yeah. the green screen, it's going to be interactive. Um, we're going to pull up key scriptures, key verses, or whatever else we can do. If you're talking about, um, poet parting the red sea, like we'll hear a little bit of the ocean. We're just adding all of the things to make it, um, visually appealing and then adding a hundred different readers, which I don't think anybody's done anything like that. And, you know, we're going after celebrities, but we're also going after the youngest reader we can find with like this four and a half year old influencer who's coming and we're going after the oldest. There's a 107 year old woman that we I've been talking to her granddaughter about coming. It's just unreal what the Lord is, is doing. It launches um, September 18th. I'd love for anybody listening here to, to jump in, to, um, to register, to be one of the 100,000. You know, if you've, if you've never read the word of God and you call yourself, we call it a Genesis scholar, you've tried 50 times you've read Genesis, but you've never gotten any farther. Like we have countless women like Karen. uh, She, she tried for 58 years to read the Bible. And she just posted today. She's finishing year three with us. Can't wait for year four. Um, We just have, we're going to have an app that they can watch the TV stuff on. The app's going to gamify the whole thing where you can check the box. If you, if you did it that day, you can track your streak. We're going to give prizes out all year long. Um, And then, oh, I didn't share this. So we have an event at the end of the year. That's one of the visions God gave me when I was freaking out about how do I lead these people? He showed me a vision. He said, have an event at the end of the year where the women will all come together, have multiple speakers, and then finish reading the end of revelation out loud together. Yes. Finish strong and have that be, you know, the carrot in front of the horse leading the way, something exciting at the end of the year, when you finish, this is how we'll finish together. It's going to be so amazing. And right after that happened, um, this rabbi from Israel, he called me and he said, do you know that in Israel, they read a page a day of the Talmud. It takes seven years at the end. They fill stadiums of people that come together and finish reading it out loud together. It's been happening for like almost a hundred years. I think the Lord's doing that with you with the Bible. And so our, our big vision is we want to get a million people to read the Bible in a year. And we're going to fill a stadium. We're going to fill a stadium of people for a two day, yeah. three day event 
where we will read the end of Revelation out loud. We don't know if this has ever been done, but can you even just like feel it in your bones? What will it be like when that many voices are reading the word of God, but not just reading it, finishing it together, finishing it strong? Like, I think we might see demons visibly leap off people or have an earthquake. Like, I don't know. All I know is I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. And so that's our ministry work. Now that's our, we're all in big yes to the Lord. And with the TV show, like we know, oh yeah, a hundred thousand people, like millions are going to be able to tune in um, with the satellite and all the different places. So they can go to um, fearintofaith.com. So our ministries is fear into faith. That's our ministry. Um, And just fearintofaith.com will get you registered to be one of the 100,000 this year or 1 million this year or however many God brings. And then with that, you know, I'm always asking the Lord, how do I get more people to finish? Cause that's, that's my only job. My only job is like, get them to finish, get them to finish. And everything we've done has always been free. It still will be free, but we know that there's people that they want to level up their game. They want to get trained in deliverance. You know, they want kingdom discipleship. They want leadership. They want, they just want more. Plus they know that if they pay, they'll pay more attention, you know? And so God said to do a membership and the scripture he gave me was Matthew 28, 19. Uh It's go and make disciples of the nation. So I'm encouraging everybody join the membership at least for one month. Um, it includes the Bible study journal book that we have you know, that book's $25. So it includes a Bible study journal where you can journal all your stuff. There's questions, there's stories in it. It's so incredible what God did with that book. And then every month you get all of these incredible calls with leaders. I mean, we got to get you on a call yeah. to come preach and teach and 100%. all the stuff. And then we are, we're doing the training on deliverance because God's people, it's time for them to be equipped and not just equipped, but confident, yes. confident. just like walk over to their nine-year-old and be like, in Jesus name and, you know, take care of business because in Africa, everybody believes in deliverance. It's yeah. not weird. It's yeah. like my kid will stop coughing. Would you pray a demon off of him? Oh, that didn't work. Now let's go to the doctor. Right. right? They right. go to the spiritual realm first. And that's what I want to see. I want to see us live in a world where we trust God so much. That's like, my daughter's like, I have a headache. All right. Well, let's just pray a spirit of infirmary off of you before I even give you the essential oil. Let's just like, let's go to prayer first. Let's go to prayer first. Let's go to God first in all of the things. And so that's really about people that they want to go next level. They want to be equipped. It's called kingdom disciples. Um, And it also includes the ticket at the end of the year. So it'll include you hang out with us. We read the Bible. And then you come for all those leadership calls. You come for that next level because you know you need to be discipled because we're building an army for the kingdom. Like we're going to need 500 strong disciples in that stadium. We're going to need strong 500 people like you. That's going to be powerful and can lay hands on people. So that's what that program is, is to raise up that next level of leadership um, for the kingdom. So I would love for you guys register, but then really pray and ask God if he wants you to be all in and do that membership part as well. It's really, right. It's the harvest is plentiful. The laborers are few. So it's like gathering the laborers, right. That are equipped, that are empowered, that are confident, that they're not holding back. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And you all need each other, which is what I love too. It's kind of that like affinity symbol, right. Where it's like, you're getting equipped and you're feeding each other, you know, like the support is real. And it's like that three stranded cord is happening. It's so good. Mm -hmm. So good. So that's what we're up to right now. We're launching our, uh, my fourth book. It's the Bible journal. It's called a year of miracles because it has 52 stories of miraculous healings in it. And uh, when you spend a year of your life with the Lord, reading the Bible, you're going to experience miracles. So we're launching that. We have our end of the year event. If anybody, like if you're in the Dallas area, you want to come say hi to me and she's going to be one of the speakers there. Like come, um, that's in Dallas, Texas, the 14th through the 16th of September. Um, there's a virtual component too. So, uh, you can join us virtual if you want, and then, or you can be in the room where we can lay hands and pray for you right, right then and there. Uh, so we're launching that. And then the TV show and the Bible challenge all launch on the 18th and the apps coming out. It's just like all the things happening at once. But you said earlier, that's kingdom life, right? Kingdom life. (laughs) It's kingdom life. Right. And I I've just been believing too. It's, and I love that you shared your story, right? Because it's for your former shame, you shall receive a double portion. And I think that's why it's all culminating. Like you're in this like great culmination and congruence in your life. Mm-hmm. And it's all of that. It's part of how he's redeeming the time, restoring the years and giving wow. you that double for your trouble all at the same time. 
And it's so beautiful. Like the level that you're pouring out, it's like, you're going to see that. And I know you shared a vision with me, but you're going to see that and the support that you receive and the honor that you're given and just the gratitude, the breakthroughs, the transformations that you are releasing, they're going to be multiplied back to you. And it's going to be this beautiful, wonderful new, right? He promises this newness of life and this lightness of being, right? Mm -hmm. And you get that now. This is this wonderful new thing where it's like, is this a joke? Is this a trick? Like, are we really doing it? It's like, no, no, no. Like, this is what it's like. Like, it's constantly new and you get to live yeah. in newness all of the time. Amen. It's so good. Amen. Amen. I love it. I love it. So good. What I love, and I knew that you know that I was going to spring this on you. So this is like many, many years when there's been lots of deliverance and lots of healing and millions of people, billions of people reading the Bible. <laughs> billions. We're going after billions right. now. Billions. Like, I mean, it's God. So you can put it, you know, why not put it, put a big, big on there. You're leaving and you're going to be with Jesus. So you're now, you know, not here on earth and you can't really take any of what you've established here with you. Right. Yeah. But you can leave a word of wisdom that will yeah. change people's lives. What would you say? Ah, uh, fear blocks blessings. Fear <sighs> is not from God and fear comes upon everybody, but what you do about it will make or break your life. Yeah. And my question that I have is, if you choose to agree with that fear, you choose to let it stick around. Yep. Are you yep. walking in disobedience to the Lord? Because I believe when you choose yeah. <laughs> to walk in fear, you're actually being disobedient to the word of God. Fear really does block blessing. And I'll give you a bonus tip. Yeah. Uh, fear, doubt, and worry. I call them the evil triplets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worry and doubt are just smaller, sneakier versions of fear. But fear, doubt, and worry are not from the Lord. They're not. They're not from the Lord. And they block you from his peace. They block you from his joy. And if you could just remember that. And when it comes upon you, I'm, I'm in this season right now. You guys, all the, t all the TV show, the th all the stuff, almost every day I wake up in doubt. Like, are you really doing this? What is this, Lord? And then I ask for forgiveness. Yeah. And I pray and say, I am not in agreement with doubt or worry. Yeah. If you start to recognize that fear blocks blessings and that fear, doubt, and worry, they're not from the Lord, get up and do something about it. That's my advice. I love, like, I just picture them like choking his influence. That's just what I picture. Yeah. And it's also like, I remember like, if fear is not from God, who's it from? Which is the enemy, right? So then I'm like, man, every time I choose to partner with some level of fear, no matter what mm -hmm. the intensity is, I am giving the enemy access to my life and partnering with him. If yeah. I say I love God, if I say that like my heart is truly with God and that's who I'm here representing well, am I? Mm -hmm. The answer is no. If I, if I look at it and what I'm partnering yeah. with, so it's like yeah. kind of to me, like choose you, the choose ye this day who you're going to serve. Like, who are you going to partner with today? Is it God or not? Yeah. So true. It's so true. Yeah. There's a sneaky one. It's the number one tool that the enemy uses against God's people. So yeah, but you gotta take vengeance. This is so good. <laughs> we obviously could riff the entire day just like girl. And I just want to honor you. I am so grateful that God has connected us. I am in awe and deeply inspired by how you humbly and faithfully serve him. Like that's literally your heart's cry. Lord, let me be found faithful. Let me be an ex excellent representative of you, of your kingdom. Like, let me be somebody that's a willing vessel that you can use. And it is beautiful. And just all of the details that you've shared of your story, right? It doesn't make sense, but you haven't needed it to make sense. And you've just been willing to pioneer <laughs> and be brave and be bold mm -hmm. and be courageous and cover people and love them well. And it's just such a beautiful masterpiece that God is doing with your life. And I'm so, so grateful. So thank you. Thank you. All that you have. Thank you. You did promise me I could pray. I could pray us yes. out. I'm not forgetting. <laughs> You're like, I just might be crying when I'm praying now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not forgetting. Can I do that? You can pray. Let's pray. Awesome. Uh, Father God, I just thank you so much for this podcast. Thank you for this just opportunity to share. I thank you for everything that this podcast is doing and all the people that it's reaching Father God. And I just say more, just unleash this to new um, places in the world, Father, that you would enlarge the tent pegs, yes. 
enlarge the tent pegs for such a time as this, of this podcast, father. And I want to pray specifically for the things that we were talking about, father. I want to pray against the, the evil triplets, those sneaky fear, doubt, and worry right now in Jesus name. I pray that you would reveal yourself to the people that are listening, father, that the, that it would be revealed and that they would choose to do two things. One, to ask you to forgive them for being disobedient, to ask you to forgive them for choosing to agree with fear and that they would break up with fear, doubt, and worry right then and there and pray, Lord, I choose to agree with your word. I choose to step out of fear and to step into the joy of the Lord being my strength, Father God, and that they would take it serious, that they would realize that fear has blocked blessings from them, Father, and that they would choose to no longer walk in that path. You know, my seven-year-old says, mom, did you know you can give Satan fear? So all you have to do is do the thing that you're afraid of. And then the fear has to go on Satan. So father, I pray for boldness and courage to be imparted on your people today, that they would choose to do that, which they're afraid of father. They would choose to put that back on the enemy of their soul in Jesus name. And father, I just pray for those people that um, they've just had an inkling. They've had a stirring in their spirit about deliverance, father, that you would reveal to them the true nature of the kingdom, father, that you would reveal to them that there is a kingdom of darkness, father, and there's a kingdom of kingdom of light. And we live in a time right now, father, God, we're sitting on the fence does nothing, but give you splinters. Father, would you call them into the light? Would you show them the power of their own words, the power of their own testimony, the power to, to literally crush hell on earth, father, that they have, because Jesus didn't leave it for the few. He left it for everyone. And father, we just pray for your word. I pray that there are countless people listening right now that have been convicted to read your word cover to cover. People have been sitting in church, but they actually haven't really ever read the Bible for themselves, father, that they would be intrigued to hear you speak to them through your word and that they would say yes to this opportunity and that they would pick up their Bible. And not only that, that they would succeed father, because there's an anointing and an authority that falls upon those who complete it. Father, I pray for every person to finish all the way through and experience that new level of authority for such a time as this. Father, we just seal all of this time with you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Whew, thanks for having me here. This was thank fabulous. you for being here. What in the world? <laughs> <laughs> we joke about you call him Jehovah Trickster and I call him Jehovah Sneaky. So he bamboozled <laughs> us and we're so grateful. <laughs> He's the sneakiest trickster there is. He sure is. Well, I love so, it. So grateful for you. Thank you so so much. Thank you. You're awesome. Thanks for letting me be here. I appreciate you and let, and supporting just this vision and getting the word out. Amen. 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 Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop, literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses or the God's Vibes Mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease, feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past, standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. 
I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.